Welcome into Hef, Sam, and Dan on the Fan. I'm Dan Plucker, the executive producer of the Wendy's Big Show, alongside Evan Heffelfinger. Just went right to the title. Evan Guilford. Why are you doing that? Because I gotta. Okay. Throw in, throw in the other last name in there, too. Sure. When you got him, you gotta use him, right? That's what they Smoke say. Smoke him if you got him. That's right. <laughs> he is the associate producer of the Bill Michaels Show slash the Heaven Col- Wow, the Heaven the- Colden. Kevin Holden Show. When he takes yeah. over like he did today. And a uh, future uh, host of the XFL podcast for, on the fan. Is that going to be a legit thing? Bart and I are going to do it. That is awesome. We were going to do it this week, but timing didn't work out. All right, but. so hopefully it doesn't happen like that every week. And alongside Sam Schmitz, the Swiss Army Knife of 105.7 FM, the fan. A.K.A. Ryan Horvath this week. Yeah. Yes. Host of the Chuck and Winkler pregame show with Ryan Horvath with Sam Schmitz. That's right. I don't even Sam, know if you want to call it hosting. Well, it was you hosted. You hosted for like, sure. You you got to talk on air for a couple minutes, like right? Paul, Paul blarting, segueing. That's all right. You oh, still... I like that joke. That was really funny. I'm. And we already lost our listeners. <laughs> oh my god! It took me a second. That was not good, Sam. That no, that, you, was... that wasn't good. That was phenomenal. Is what that it was. It was so bad that it was good. Oh my! Any Paul Blart reference, you got me. I'm a fan. All right. Well, uh, Sam. Produces better than he makes jokes. So, uh, well, that was a really good joke. So he must be a hell of a producer. He is a hell of a producer. That's what I'm saying. He uh, <laughs> he comes in here and there do, doing the cutting edge outdoor show tomorrow at what is that? Four a.m., five oh, no, a.m., six, seven, six. eight. With our six boys. With our boys. No wait, I'm Dan Bush. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so we're all coming together. It's a producers podcast here on 105.7 FM, the Fan on Demand. Episode eight? This is episode seven, I think. I can't count. I think this is the significant seven episode. I work in radio, so you know. Yeah, we don't do math on air. Um that's that's rule number one hundred and sixty two of radio. I can't count that high. And neither can I, because we don't do math. But we're gonna be talking about the Super Bowl to start off the show today and recap some of our prop bets, the game itself, and then hint at what's next for professional football. Wait. There's more after the Super Bowl? Yeah, that's right. The XFL starts tomorrow on Saturday. We're coming at you on Friday night. So we're excited to talk a little bit about that, but why don't we start with our prop bet, Seven? We made money. We made money. So it's a miracle. Uh, Just looking back at what we did, uh, I lost a couple of them myself. Like I said, Dave Portnoy was going to get kicked out. He did not. We won almost, well, not last second. This one was pretty good. Giannis Adetokounmpo versus Sammy... Watkins, the they were um, it was who would have the more total number points or whatever slash yards yards for, um, for Sammy what? and then for Giannis it was points rebounds assists that's right and we said like okay so he figure his averages it's like forty eight like okay that's manageable then Giannis put up thirty nine nineteen and nine yeah, or whatever we weren't expecting him to play a full game and he I think he had fifty eight. And I was nervous going into right. that. So was I. Because Watkins then, really didn't do anything until like later on in the game. You're nervous. Well, he, that, had, he had a couple of catches. Yeah. Like early, he had like a, a 30 yard catch, and I was like, "Oh, we're only like yeah, but you 15 know, off." But you, that could have been his last catch. If you played fantasy football this year, you know that that's like 
anything could happen where all of a sudden it's just nothing for the rest of the game with Watkins. Right. It's true. Um, one that did not play out well. Uh, oh, so first off, we should say that one we bet three dollars as a group. We won an extra two fifty, so we got five fifty out of go. that. Uh, ba ba One that we lost. We lost a couple. One of them we'll talk about because yes, it's one controversial. Of them is very irritating. Infuriated about that. One of them was Blue Jackets versus Canadians goals or George Kittle receptions. And Blue Jackets Canadians had seven goals. Yeah, that that was wow. rough because it was it was four to one heading into the third period. Because mm-hmm. I checked, and I was like, oh man, it's only five. Like we got but this in the still bag. Kind of I think. a lot, in but a way. it is. But like you got to figure, he's Kittle. He's probably gonna get five or six receptions. Right. So, you're hoping that he is. So the at focal least point. at least you're gonna push. Right. That's that's kind of the hope. There. Yeah. Right. But then uh, I don't remember like one of the two. One no, of the four. Well, and one of the two teams ended up scoring two goals in the third period to make it seven. So uh, it was kind of out of reach at that point unless Kittle was going to be the MVP. Brutal. I was hoping so, that he'd get some garbage time, you know, a couple of... Like, yeah, just, just driving down the field. That. Yeah. So what's the other one we hit before the big we, two? We hit a couple more. Uh, will any scoring drive take less time than it takes Demi Lovato to sing the national anthem? Now, we were nervous about this one. Yeah. Because Demi sang that national anthem... Faster than anybody thought. Hammered. Now, the under. of course, the people who are like truly degenerates, they went and saw her practice rounds, and they said that she was all clocking in at like a minute forty nine, minute fifty. And sure enough, this Super Bowl, she did about a minute forty nine, minute fifty. Um, I'm Dang. glad that I did not bet the over because I would have lost money. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was looking like it wasn't going to happen. We were kind of banking on if it is two minutes. That there's a score at the end of the first half. Right. Or, you know, they're driving to get a field goal at the end of the game or something. And towards the end, it looked like a lost cause. And then Damian Williams broke one open on the left side and ran for like 50 yards. That's right. And we won that bet. We didn't win much. We bet $3. We won an extra dollar fifteen, So we got four fifteen. All right. Well, Uh, it's not awful. It's still just like Damian's in real life. You know, we won, but we didn't really win when it comes to Super Bowl MVP. Shots fired at Patrick Mahomes? No, I just, you know. You thought Williams should have won it over Patrick? No, but I think, you you know, if anybody else should have deserved it, it would have been Williams. Right. Uh, no, I, Sparky was trying to make the argument want, on Monday I that it should have been I want Mahomes to be Williams. the face of the NFL, so I'm not mad if he wins Super Bowl MVP. Yeah, I, I don't think you could go with anyone other than Patrick Mahomes in that no. situation. You know that NFL it, it was going to give it to him if, if they won If it wasn't Patty, like if he hadn't had one of those touchdowns late, it yeah. would have been Damian Williams. I agree. Because he had a couple of huge first downs in that game. Right. Yeah. And he was consistent the whole game, which is something Mahomes wasn't. Mm-hmm. So you could say that as well. Um, one that I won, and I'm I'm reading through this and I'm trying to look and see, and it's very confusing because I bet some myself, but I bet $3 because I'm dumb. <laughs> uh, one that I won was, will the Super Bowl MVP mention... Who will they mention first? I said teammates won that one. Nice. Which I did not think was possible because I thought he thanked the city first. So I was oh. kind of mad about that, but it gave it to me. Well, there you go. Well, uh, well I can extra... answer the question for you because I know what our last two were. You've already yep. read off three. We did five of them. Yep. So one that we hit, which was big, and one that we missed, which was just. What do we want to start with? I, th- I say we go with the missed one. Okay. Yeah. So the Super Bowl halftime show. Beautiful. Was controversial to say the least. Did you watch that with your wife? I did watch it with my wife. My wife was cheering the whole time. She loved it. Nice. She did. Uh, she's all like woman power type stuff in that in that department. And so, you're all hot women type. Yeah, sh- sure. They're they're good looking. 
Um, what are you trying to say? Well, I'm not trying to say anything. <laughs> uh, anyway, you guys are going to get me in trouble, Jeez. My wife doesn't that's, listen to this. But that's my, the plan. One Sorry, of my new friends you. listens to it, and he's going to like tell my wife, and it's just going to be- Wow, your wife doesn't even support you enough <sighs> to listen to this podcast? Wow. Yeah, well, she doesn't give a damn about sports. She doesn't so. give a damn about you? Wow. She, she gives Dude. a damn about me. She doesn't give a damn about sports. If we were doing... <laughs> Good touch, Sam. Um, anyway, the Super Bowl halftime... Yeah, let's get back on track. ...had lots of booty shaking the whole time. But apparently... And, and most importantly... It had a... Yeah, don't forget about the... Was... As soon as I saw it, I knew it was going to be a meme forever. Meme forever. I started crying laughing. So, anyway, apparently all that booty shaking, none of it is classified as twerking. We put $3 down on an over-under bid of one half that Shakira and J-Lo would twerk. And apparently, even when they, like, raised their arms up into the sky and shook, shook their butts for a couple of seconds. Yeah, you're talking about, like, so, the closing. Yeah. So, yeah. You, know what, last... you know what the problem is? It Right away it said no. And my, I told my friends, and one of my friends was like, well, if you looked at it, it said very clearly that they need to be bent down, and both of them need to be doing it, and, you know, there were, like, oh. very stipulations, or stipulations, whatever. So they didn't give it to us. I checked uh, the next day, and overnight, for 20 minutes, it gave it to us. It gave us the money. And then it took the money out of my account and said that it didn't count anymore. This is what I was nervous about. We were picking this one, but I still thought with, you know, both of them that there would still be enough to classify Well, and then you go to Twitter and everyone is saying they twerked. Yeah. Right. And they're talking about the twerking halftime show. Even the boomers were talking about the twerking. I mean, Shakira had like that one, I don't know what she she was doing with the rope, but she had that one solo. Mm Mm-hmm. Where, I mean, I think you could count that alone as... So basically, like five or six. with the 1.6 million listeners we have in this podcast, right? Absolutely. We would love if you would tweet at Bovada mm-hmm. and tell them that they're wrong and they twerk, so we can get our money. I mean, how much would we make on that one? Like um, five bucks. We would have made eight total. We 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 need that money. So that yeah. we would have plussed five dollars. That well, we don't need the money because we make like 260 However, grand. But like that's right, 260 grand a year. Mm-hmm. But Anthony Mandela still found a better job somehow. Stop so. it. I'm, he's yeah. coming back. He's coming up later. He's coming up later? Oh, I'm yeah. sorry. Well, oh, we I brought him up already. We'll we do it again. I'm, I, yeah, I did tell you. When did you tell me? I don't Moving on. Right. Anyway. All right. So I'm then, about to do some expert comedy. Okay. Yeah, what about the one we hit? We, we didn't say well, the one but we I hit. Need one last thing about that. Okay. This is expert comedy. Expert comedy. Go. Bavada's ruling on this is bull. <laughs> How's that? All right. Thank you. That's my time. See you later. All right, which one was worse, my Paul Blart joke or that? Dan, I'll let you be you, the judge. You guys, you're just making it so difficult on me to be friends with you. But that's no one should why be we do it. It's rough. That's your own mistake there. Yeah. So then, finally, we had the one that we hit, which was the big money one. I was on my phone, so so was I. Because there was like a minute left in the game. Right. I didn't think, oh, there's no way they would do this. You know, the Gatorade dump. We it's shot early, in the dark. Right. Uh, I, I listened back to the podcast on my way to my Super Bowl party that I went to, mm-hmm. uh, cause I, apparently I do have a friend or two that will watch a game with me. Um, and I, the party was by myself. I don't know why I said that, but so I was listening and you really wanted clear Dan. I did want clear. I and thought clear was going to go either way. Sam had a list pulled up on his phone and we were looking at the trending and we we're like, Oh, there was blue four years in a row or whatever. And then the recent number was orange. So we're like last second. Orange. Let's do it. Yep. Yep. And guess what it was? 
It was orange. And I didn't know it. My friends are all like, because I, I told them all about yeah. the props that we were doing. They were like, orange. And I looked up. I was like, what? And I looked just enough to see like some Gatorade falling off of Andy Reid. I got up, started screaming. I started sprinting around their apartment. I was going nuts. They were annoyed at me. I missed it too. Yeah, so did I. So I was, yeah, I was doing the exact same thing. Like I was on my phone. I had a couple drinks, you know, just chilling on my phone looking. And then like somebody was like, oh, Dan, it was orange. Because I told them all about the prop bets. And I stood up, saw the same thing. Like it just like coming down after it already been poured on Reed's shoulder. And I was like, yeah! Woo! Yep. Yeah! Let's go! And word for word. That was pretty much word for word. Yeah. And they were they were like, geez, calm down, Daniel. I was like, no, I just want money. That's 20 bucks, dude. 20 bucks on a $3 bet. That's what I'm talking about. Bro, that would get me like 100,000 VC in 2K. No, oh, never spend money on 2K. Oh, Instead, I would never I would never do that, Sam. I would never. What's, what's so, worse, spending money on 2K or spending money in Madden? I mean, they're the exact same. It's the exact yeah. same thing, right? I would never do that. I've no. done it many times. No, so, I didn't do that today. So, in grand total, we bet $15. Evan, how much did we make? I want to say we made like 50, 60 bucks. What? No, no, no. No, it was like, no, it was it like was 30. 30. You said it was 30, right, because we doubled our money. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so we doubled our money on Super Bowl, putting $15 down, making 30 unless Evan has been lying to no, me No, I, I was thinking, because I... In total, we I were going to make like 56, I, I think, if I, we would have hit everything. I finished with $65 in my Bavada account. That's okay. what I was thinking of. All right, oh, so okay. so overall, a, su- a super impressive Super Bowl prop bet weekend. Right. But what about the game itself? Um, the best, or not the best team, but the the nicer of the teams won. Yeah. The nicer of the teams? The team that I most wanted to win won. The team that I most wanted to win won, yeah. Yeah. Uh, good for Andy Reid, dude. Yeah. And Patrick Mahomes just earning his spot as the number one person in the league right now. Do we want to try doing Patrick Mahomes impersonations? No. Uh, Unless you want to. Hit it, hit it, Evan. No, it's okay. No, you do. You you really, I saw the sadness in your voice Don't when you said away. no. When I played in the football, I, oh. I scored a touchdown in the Super Bowl, and I got the MVP. And I thought, oh, by golly, I'm, I'm going to go talk to Coach Reed, and we're going to play some football, and we're going to go eat a cheeseburger. We can edit that out, right? Yeah. All right. That didn't happen. <laughs> All right. I'll, I'll leave. I don't care. You guys are just killing me today. That was not even close. Sorry, man. When you wake up at like 3 o'clock in the morning to do a 5 a.m. show... It's tough, man. I'm, Listen, I, I'm just, I I had a cup of coffee like an hour ago, so I'm I'm wired. You're ready to go, um, just like the Chiefs were ready to go in that Super Bowl. Well, oh, no, not really. Uh, after this, in the second, in You're the last ten me, minutes Dan. of the game, they were ready to go. Um, yeah, can we? I think we all thought it, on that second interception by Mahomes with by like Fred, ten minutes Fred left, Wagner, where it was like. You know, all that the 49ers pose in the end zone. It's like, ooh, this one might be over, guys. One and of my friends, like, legitimately out loud said, that's game. Yeah, and I was like, yeah. game. He I didn't have game. any objections. Like, sure. I. Same thing at my party. Somebody said, hey, I think that one's it. And I was like, yeah, it probably is. But then Patrick Mahomes happened. Kyle Shanahan happened. And, well, yeah, I guess you could say Kyle Shanahan, too. But Jimmy G. It's I, I, I say 50-50 on both of them. Well, but the play calling really wasn't that good either. Like they they went away from the run. Yeah, and, yeah, it was weird. But they're also, I mean, there was that overthrown pass 
Oh yeah, that writers. that completely changed. Don't get me wrong; game. like Shanahan definitely had some fault to it, but it was I say it was a little bit of both. Yeah, because that makes it what that would have made it a tie game or close to on that overthrow on Sanders. I think they no, been... they would have been in the lead by more. It was a it was a field goal. I think it was game, a four point game by the four, oh. four point field goal game. Yeah, and then uh, he missed Emmanuel Sanders over the middle and caused tirade in San Oof. Francisco. Yeah. Also, can Oof. we just mention one thing, which is really cool? Sure. Uh, Milwaukee being the number two highest rated city for watching the Super Bowl. Yeah, that was cool. And San Francisco's not in the top 15, which is pretty crazy, even though their Oof. team was there. Do we think that San Francisco really cares about sports? No. no. Overall, no. But there are enough people there for it to be a big enough market where they should be in the top 15. Fair. Well, that's a huge city, having been there, but but... Well, San Francisco is full caveat, of a bunch of rich people, so they probably went to the caveat. Game. They like the Warriors more than they like the 49ers because of recency. Well, the Silicon Valley people like the Warriors. The the rich kids, the Wonderkins cuz tickets are like 3 grand for a, a I I understand that, but because of their success over the last couple of years, they have skyrocketed in popularity. Well, that's fair. Even, I'm even, sure that they took over from where the Giants took over from when they won those 3 uh, World Series rings, right? Because when we when we talked to um, Bonta, Steeny, and Guru, I think their names were over at ninety five seven The Game, which is our sister station in San Francisco. We had brought up like, um, we were like, "Hey, so what is it like outside of Forty Nine ers football? There, like, does do the Forty Nine ers like carry the market, kind of like the Packers do here in Milwaukee and in Wisconsin?" And they were like, "No, it's all Warriors. Like, all that everybody wants to talk about is Warriors." Even this year? Even oh, I'm sure, year. especially wow. this year. That's surprising. Because, I mean, but there's I so much it. to but actually talk it. about. Right. The past three years for them, it had been a cakewalk. Yeah. I mean, when you have Kevin Durant alongside one of the best teams ever made, it's going to be a cakewalk. Right. So they really didn't have anything to complain about. It's like last year for the Bucks regular season. Like, we didn't have much to talk about because they were winning by so much. Even this year, it's like right. ev- yeah. they, they well, win so many games year. by double figures. It's like... Uh, what do we talk about now? Yeah, that's so. So many people wonder. I guess that's a programming note here. So many people wonder why we don't talk Bucks as much as maybe we should. It's because Packers carry the ratings, right? Well, Packers carry the ratings, but also it's hard to talk about a team that has seven losses in fifty games, yeah, and fifty-one games at this point. There's like, only so many ways you can phrase the question. Just how good is this team? Right? They're blowing out every. Or I mean, why is had... like we we ask every week at least once on the big show? Why is the national media not respecting the Bucks in some way? Mm-hmm. So you can't repeat that same question or those two same questions. Or is Giannis good enough to be the MVP? The, but those are like the three questions you can talk about with the Bucks that are just absolutely dominating the league. I mean, and look at last night's game against the Sixers. That answered all the questions. Uh, The Sixers hit 19 three-pointers, hit 44% or something like like that from deep, and lost by double digits. Giannis put up 36-20-6. Right. And the national media actually talked a little bit about us on that night. That's answering all the questions that you can think of that you just posed, and now there's really nothing else to talk about. Not that there was to begin with, but this team is just good. Right. They're good. Well, and thankfully, like, we had the trade deadline this past week, or else we would have had nothing, because we're kind of transitioning out of that Packers conversation. But since we had the NBA trade deadline, there was plenty of things to bring up in that respect. But now next week, I'm just puzzled. Like, thinking of topics for next week. (laughs) All-Star week, too. (laughs) Well, All-Star week, but, like, 
how many topics Will he Pat pull Connaughton out of All-Star win the dunk contest? Yeah, right. Yeah. right. Uh, well, uh, thankfully, Chris is in the skills challenge. Yeah. You're right. Well, and also thankfully, the Brewers are reporting next week. February yeah. 12th, pitchers yeah. and catchers report, and all the players on February 16th. So, like in the next couple of days here, we got all of the the whole Brewers team that's going to be reporting down in Arizona, which is which is going to bring up the Brewers. So, thankfully, the way it timed out this year, since the Packers went so deep into the playoffs, it worked pretty perfect. I'm so juiced for that, dude. Brewers? Baseball. Yeah, baseball is an exciting time. And then you get Almost into midsummer back. and it's just horrible. But we won't talk about that. Actually, midsummer was a really good movie. <sighs> I'll eventually watch that. So now that we've gone completely off topic, maybe it's time let's to go even more let's, off topic. Let's baby. go even more off topic. Let's talk about the XFL. Hell yeah, dude. Which starts tomorrow. If if anyone knows anything about me, it's that I was one of the biggest fans of the AAF. My friends and I had a podcast. It's true. I'm wearing a San Diego Fleet shirt right now. As we speak. Uh, I loved alternative football. And the the XFL is no different. I When it first was announced, I was like, I'm still heartbroken over the AAF. I don't know if I have it in me to get up for a league like that. And then three minutes later, I was like, all right, I'm in. I picked my team. Uh, I have been a lifelong Tampa Bay Vipers fan, coached by Mark Tressman. And quarterbacked by Atlanta legend, legend, uh, Aaron Murray. Atlanta legend, legend. That's uh, of the AAF, the Atlanta legends. Correct. He should have been the starter, but whoever was the coach of the legends was a dumbass. Uh, Finally, the last couple of weeks of the season, they made Aaron Murray the starter, and then the league ended. But it's okay. Um, What else is there? Oh, my team has Tanner McAvoy, former Badger. Yep. I, th- I think we have a couple other people, but I'm excited, dude. I I like football. It's not my favorite sport. Jordan McRae. Yeah. Uh, Jake Shum. Oh, my punter. Yeah, my punter is a Packer. Jake Shum or Shum or yeah, however you. Those are really call the it. only other two. Uh, Vogel's in it too. He's a punter, I think. Right. Oh, really? I'm yeah. pretty sure. Yep. There, uh, you get guys like D'Angelo Yancey. Uh, Bart all morning was asked, "What was your favorite D'Angelo Yancey moment?" Or was that you that were asking that, Sam? Oh, yeah, it was just me in the back of the studio. <laughs> what was your favorite D'Angelo Yancey moment on the Packers? Or Carl Bradford? No, so he, got, was, he was supposed to be a really good linebacker coming out of uh, Arizona State. Also got Malachi Dupree. Yeah. Um, so your my team favorite is... Dewan Harris. Yep, my favorite. Your, Christine Michael. Your team is... The Tampa Bay Vipers. The Tampa Bay Vipers. Coached by Mark Tressman. I I pledged my allegiance to the L.A. Wildcats this afternoon. Okay. Only because of the former car salesman and old Sly Fox, Dewan Harris. Hell yeah. And Winston Moss is just a you know right. sprinkle on top. Yeah. So my team is the St. Louis Battlehawks. Okay. Um, I why why it's a hawk. Yeah. There you go. Um, That's what I was. Trying I to picked do. them I because of their there. helmets. I'll be honest with you. I think their helmets are pretty dope. And I did not really look into much of their roster, and if I would have, I probably would not have picked them. Why did they? Um, have Jordan Ta'amu is their starting quarterback, f- former Ole Miss quarterback. No. Yeah, that that is the Ooh. man they have listed as their starter, and their backup quarterback is Taylor Heineke. Heineke, which I'm not even sure who that is. Yikes! Dude. Um, so they have a rough quarterback situation, but who knows? You never really know what's coming when it comes to these alternative football leagues. However. I think the overall arching question here is, do you think that the XFL is going to succeed? Ooh. It will be more successful than the AAF because they actually have money. Correct. Um, Dick Ebersol's son tried to run the AAF, and he did it without money. 
and that did not work out well. Correct. Uh, Vince McMahon has a ton of money, and he knows how to build a brand. He's done it before. I think this time it'll be more successful than the first XFL. I think eventually they'll try to make a partnership with the NFL, make it like a development league, which I think is a really good idea. I think that should have been done a very long time ago. It's the only sport that doesn't have one. Now, to be fair... The NBA's development league has been a work in progress the past 10 years. For a long time. If you had asked me 10 years ago, or if you had asked anyone 10 years ago, it really wasn't much of a thing. No. It was still the D-League, and there was only like maybe one or two NBA players sprinkled across that, and they really weren't connected to teams or anything. But now it's become the G-League, and it's it almost I think it's 28 teams have their own uh, team down there. So... I don't think every NFL team is going to have... The only thing is, I, I just don't think the NFL is interested. Because the AAF tried to do the exact same thing to well, become a minor league system for the NFL. and it. The and problem is the way that they went about it. I listened to an interview about that, mm-hmm. and uh, it was Mark Cuban talking about it, funny enough. Because okay. uh, the guys at the AAF went to Mark Cuban and had some advice for him. Because the AAF did some really incredible things with their technology. Like, they had this, these mini-games that you could play as you follow along with the games in their app. So you could, like, guess what the next play is, or you could guess the outcomes. Like, it was it was almost like a betting kind of thing without it actually being betting. And it was really cool. And, you know, uh, uh, Mark Cuban was a big fan of that, so he talked with them, and Ebersol went to him and said, like, hey, how can we... We want to partner with the NFL eventually. How do we do this? And uh, Cuban gave him some ideas, and they just didn't do it. So... The problem is they probably just didn't go about it the right way. And I think they tried to, you know... They 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 tried to be like, hey, first week we had really good ratings. Yeah. You, you need us. And the NFL is like, no, we'll wait. We know. I, I think, I don't know much about the XFL, but I'm excited for it. But I think NFL has got to see it thrive before they can actually even consider it. Unlike right. the AAF. I think if anything, they should take the idea... Of the ninth team that the XFL has, where like their injury replacement team, right? Yeah, I like that. It, the, sure, it is a practice squad, but at the at the very least, even if the NFL does not partake in the XFL like they did in, not in the AAF, they should at least take ideas from them because they're they have been monopolizing the game of football, right? Pretty much outside of college football, which they don't compete against each other for a reason. But in the terms of professional game of football, they monopolize the whole industry. So they don't have these groundbreaking ideas to change their game. Not that they necessarily have to, but to have just certain aspects of different things of the broadcast, whether it be mentioning betting, doing these other th- different things. Uh, right. The, was it the Sky Cam? Is that what, what yeah, it was the called? Sky the Judge. AAF? Sky Judge. Yeah, that was a great idea. Um, and then have a camera on the Sky Judge. Like, right. So you can see what they're doing as they're talking about it. Right. That was awesome. Because in reality that brought clarity because so many people in the NFL they're just like oh so the guys in the booth in New Jersey are telling us that this is yeah the way that it no, is that's what I loved about the AAF it was so transparent they Correct. they weren't hiding anything except for the fact that they didn't have any money <laughs> but it was it was a really good idea and you see some former AAF players in the NFL right now like Correct. the starting receiver for the Eagles in the playoffs is a former uh AAF player I think he played for the uh uh San Antonio Commanders. You're talking about Greg Ward? Yeah. Oh, really? I didn't he know played that. for the Commanders. Young Way Koo? Young Hoku. That's young how it's Ho? pronounced. But, but, I've, I've no, said Young that, No, no, no. That's the thing. That's the thing. Correcting me the the announcers time. are all saying Young Way Koo because they don't want to say Young Ho. 
So oh. it, it is Young Hoku. Okay. At least from everything that I've heard. That's what the AAF broadcast said. Okay. I'm pretty sure that's what it is. But no, he was incredible for the Hawks. Or the Hawks. The uh, the Falcons. Right. This, this year. Is that past year, he was. There was the game that he had three onside kicks. Oh, yeah. That game successful. The Saints. Three? Yeah, that's crazy. A team won't have three in a decade. And he did three in one game. And also he, missed a field goal that game. Well, we won't talk about that. But hey, now. <laughs> but he was actually really, really good. So you see this that it can work as and, a way to keep these guys invested in the game, right? To move them up. And um, another thing the XFL has done much better with the AAF in is getting affiliates right away. Yeah. Um, because they're they have ESPN slash ABC and Fox already. They're they're going to show every game. Which like, AAF get was, that with the it was um and it was CBS it was Bleacher Report Live and CBS Sports and the absolute smartest thing that the XFL did was go to Disney slash ABC slash ESPN because oh, yeah, now they're not going to want it to fail right and because they're going to be broadcasting the games they're going to be talking about it on ESPN Sports Center all of their shows and they already are like I was watching whatever betting show that they have on while I was working. Um, in the studio, and I saw that they were talking about the XFL bets for the weekend. And mm-hmm. I was like, this is genius. This mm-hmm. is so smart. Because not only did they get the broadcast rights on those channels and getting paid for that, but they're also getting paid or will be getting paid based on people just hearing about it more. The right. XFL has been um, promoted much, much, much better than the AF leading up to this. They so, They were just going off of a... Their own marketing, like, hey, we're another football league outside of football. Come watch us after the Super Bowl. That was their only thing. Like, the AAF. The, the, the X, yeah, the XFL has actually been marketing. They Their Twitter account is fantastic. It is. It's very good. They also don't care. They tweet and anything. Right. Anything. Uh, a lot of potty words on that Twitter account, the main XFL Twitter account. It's, but it's funny. It is funny. Definitely. And it's engaging. now. You have you yep. check a, a tweet that I retweeted earlier in the week. Um, a, <laughs> I can't say it on air because they said a bad word, but it, it's incredibly funny. Like that's how you do it. That's how you connect to our generation, right? You have a funny Twitter. I will say, Dan, your team, the Battlehawks, easily have the best jerseys. They're they're pretty cool. Can I see a picture? Yeah, yeah. They're these nice like blue jerseys. The logo yeah. is what really. I like the logo yeah. too. Okay, that's pretty it's cool. It's a little weird. It's like a sword with wings on the side. Like that's not my favorite jersey, but that's side. pretty clean. I'm kind of um, disappointed in my LA Wildcats though. Pretty. My man. Vipers are dope. Yeah, they are. They like in a way they look a little bit like knockoff Oregon. So uh, the XFL was talked a little bit by uh, Bart this morning on Chuck and Winkler, right? Yeah, and uh, yeah. a little and, bit on Bill and, Michaels. Yeah. And, and we were going to mention in the big show, but didn't have enough time. So uh, yeah, we were going to, but just like I said, didn't have enough time. We Watch out next up. week for. Potentially an XFL podcast with Barton myself. That's right. So, speaking of the morning show, we got a couple of clips coming up later on in the show. Yeah. Uh, they almost swept this week. Did they? No, they did. They did sweep. They swept this week. The morning show, Chuck and Winkler swept the funniest moments Who on the Who would have fan. thought a wacky morning show from 6 to 10 a.m. would lead to the crazies coming out? Shocking. Um, but first, we're going to be talking about the NBA trade deadline coming up right after this break. So make sure to stay tuned. Brewers fans, thank you for making the switch after the last pitch to this show. Welcome to the Bayview Shade and Blind Baseball Postgame Show, 
presented by the Milwaukee Admirals. We are hashtag Admirals 50. Now, live from the Fan Post Game Studios, here's the franchise, Tim Allen. Mike's on. And Bill Baby Tausch-Schmid. Are Mike's on? Yeah. Okay. It's a final from Miller Park, and it's a good one. The Brewers win 119-0 to zero over the Chicago Cubs, and we're talking about your Milwaukee Brewers 2020 championship season brought to you by the Milwaukee Admirals. We are hashtag Milwaukee on the fan. I'm Dan Plucker. He is Evan Heffelfinger and Sam Schmitz alongside. It's Heff, Sam, and Dan on the fan on demand here on 105.7 FM. The fan, welcome in. And wow, that was quite an intro. Tim Allen is a god. He is so good at what he does. I love that, man. I haven't seen him in like a month and a half. It has been a while. Um, I, I stayed late one day last week to see Tim. It was the night that they did uh, Hot um, Stove Weekly. Hot Stove Weekly. 6 to 7 p.m. And, on, he, and he was supposed to be on um, the big show at like 4.30. Mm-hmm. And it was Super Bowl week, so I was doing work, so I was kind of there anyway. I was there till like 4. Yeah. I was like, all right, I'll wait around and see if Tim shows up, because I, I, you know, I haven't seen him in a month. I wanted to say hi. Yeah. And uh, his time to come up on the show comes up, and Sparky's like, yeah, call, because he's, uh, he's from home tonight. And I was like, God! I waited for like 40 minutes! He literally was in there for 40 minutes waiting to just say hi. So, Tim, if you're listening, Evan loves you. Um, I miss you, Timmy. And he, he he misses you a lot. Hopefully, you can do a theme song for us. Yeah, that we've been waiting on that. Did we're, you ask him yet? I have not asked him yet because I haven't seen him. That's on it's you. Been the same thing. I haven't seen him. Fair for just as long as you, pretty much. Fair. That's really so, that's really what we need to catapult ourselves. Yeah. yeah. Well, you've heard some of the theme songs that he's done before, right? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I've been so there for we most want of them. One for oh, really? <laughs> yeah. So, well, we want, want him to do one for I've our been, show. So that's kind of the hopes and dreams. Been in the crowd in the background with a lighter. Just nice. holding it up in the studio, nice. trying not to set off the smoke alarms. <laughs> well, speaking of a lot of smoke, the NBA tra- trade deadline was wow. yesterday. What a segue, like Paul Blart. Thank you. So proud. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> Come on, it was good. <laughs> All right. All right. So let's let's talk trades. All right. Let's do this. Um, let's Dan's, talk. Let's Dan's talk gone. about That's his fine. team's trade while he's not here. He doesn't want to be fun. It's cool. <laughs> All right, so no, we'll we'll dive into uh, Drummond later, but let's start off with the big one, Big Kahuna, my boy, D'Lo. Yeah, I I now I can officially. Are you done? Yeah, it's just starting, baby. Wow, you just rolled in here like Paul Blart. <laughs> <laughs> you guys make me feel miserable inside. That's every day of my life, baby. So the NBA trade deadline. Uh, we're starting um, off with D'Lo. D'Lo, that's a good one to start off with. Thank you for not talking about Drummond without I, me. I was going to, but he said not to. Okay, yeah. good. So, uh, yeah, D'Lo traded from Golden State over to the Timberwolves this is, for uh, Andrew Wiggins, a first-round pick with top three protected, yep. and a second-round pick in 2022, I believe. 2021. 2021. Yep. Uh, this is a fantastic trade for me because D'Lo is one of my favorite players in the NBA, and I've wanted to get one of his jerseys, but I didn't want to get a Lakers jersey. Didn't want to get a Nets jersey. Definitely didn't want to get a Warriors jersey. I can get a D'Angelo Russell. Please tell me you're going vintage with it. The black one with like the tribal on the side. No, I'll probably go. If if I go with them, they should bring those back. If I go with one, it'll probably be one of their alternate ones. I don't like their powder blue ones that they got, the MSP ones. Yeah, that one isn't really good. It took me a while to really understand what that even meant. Do they still have that pink alternate one? I don't think so. I don't think so either, yeah. Anyway. the, The neon green? 
From a franchise player perspective, I got a Lakers I think one. this is a great deal for both sides. Well, Carl Anthony Towns finally gets a complimentary player. Yeah, someone that actually fits his play style. Right. Well, he can I mean, finally he had Jimmy be happy. Butler, but like that didn't really fit his play style. So I get that. But Cat um, has been wanting to play with D'Lo for a long time, mm-hmm. and they're best friends. They're very close, right? And they, I feel like they're just very similar people in general. Yep. They're both well. Carl Anthony Towns is kind of like a really secluded guy. Like he, he spends his nights in playing video games. Well, right. He streams on Twitch. He does stream on Twitch. Yeah. Um, my my only thing with Carl Anthony Towns' entire career is his motivation, because that's kind of the whole thing that's been under question with him all along. But to be fair, he hasn't been on really good teams. No, he really hasn't. Like I, you feel bad for him because he hasn't been on the court for a winning game this season since November. Right. That's and- nuts. Well, thankfully for Cat, getting getting D'Lo is going to help that, I think. They're going to be a better team. And it helps the Timberwolves franchise a ton because if they get you're out worried of an- about losing Carl Anthony Towns, there's no way in heck that that is happening now because he's or not going to want to leave. at least in the next leave. three years. He's not going to ask for a trade, and you have D'Lo locked up now. Mm-hmm. And they get out of the albatross that is the Andrew Wiggins contract. Right. And obviously yeah. those two weren't working out very Which, well together. Why the hell did the Warriors make that trade? See, I no, see, I don't I disagree with that. I think this is gonna work out splendidly for the Warriors. If. I think uh, the thing is, Steve Kerr has already said, he said today, we're not looking for Wiggins to be a star. We want him yeah. to be a role player. We want him to learn from the guys that have already won championships that have done this before. That was a good quote. And yep. I thought that that was excellent because I think he could be Draymond Green 2.0. I think he could be a younger Draymond Green, be a well, guy that does a little bit of everything if he chooses to be. Think about if this, he chooses to be. Think about the spacing too of playing with Curry and Thompson that he's going to get compared to True. when he played with the Wolves. I mean, granted, you had Cat, but there's really still no wasn't else. enough complementary right. pieces around him, especially because Covington's the gone. When they yeah. are all on the court together, which is going to happen next season, they're going to be a very good basketball team competing. Oh, in the they'll West. be. Phenomenal. I'm excited, man. I hope Wiggins can. I'm not expecting him to like you know increase his points per game, but I'm just hoping that he can turn it around and we can start talking about you know Wiggins being sure somewhat I'm, of a shell of what that. we another expected. reason why this deal is fantastic is because the Timberwolves suck mm-hmm. and they're going to have probably a top ten pick in each of the next two drafts because of it. Well, the Warriors are already going to be a top five pick this, this year, year, and they're going to get James Wiseman, and then they're going to have a full uh, starting five, and then the Western Conference is screwed again. Yep. Just like that, they retooled. It took one signing, they one trade and one extension. Well, it's 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 and they're like, right back into this thing. It's, it's crazy. It's the Spurs when uh, David Robinson went out for an injury, and they were like, "All right, we're done with the season. We'll tank." They get Tim Duncan, mm-hmm. right? And then the next twenty years of their franchise is secured. Well, I mean, to be fair, this this draft is like historically bad. It's a, an oh, awful it's NBA terrible. draft. There's mm-hmm. like maybe five or six players that are actually going to be good, at least from the earlier remarks. But it looks a lot similar to the draft, actually, that Giannis was picked in. That one is still um, bad. Still. Historically bad. It's like Victor Oladipo, Giannis, and I think Rudy Gobert was in that draft in the back end. Uh, Nikola Jokic was and in Jokic that And Jokic well. was in that draft. Mm-hmm. So it's actually been getting better, but quite honestly, it's, it's an, still oh, like the top half of that was not good. So bad. So bad. Anthony Bennett up there. Trey Burke was a top 10 pick. It was... Whew. Yeah. Alex Len was in the top five, six in that draft. Was as that well. Nerlens Noel's draft? It was Nerlens as well, I believe. That was just oh, it was so bad. Just an awful draft class. But overall, I if if for whatever reason the Warriors slip outside of the top three in the lottery and they don't get that high, it might not be that great of a pick. Um, however, overall, 
this trade is just so good for them because, like we said, it's going to revitalize this roster right away. Right. And either way, I, this is a trade that could end up working out as a win-win. As of right now, I think the Timberwolves are getting the the fantastic part of this deal because those picks are protected, too. Yeah. Well, uh, the one next year for the Timberwolves top is top three only. Which, so if, if they continue to be bad, and with the way the new lottery is set up, like the Pelicans shouldn't have gotten the first ra- or number one pick this year. Right. No. But it was the lottery. Right. So there's still an outside chance of them getting a top three pick, and they keep it, and they draft, uh, I don't know, like uh, Anthony Edwards or something like sure. that. That's. Makes sense. That's a squad, and you pair him with Jarrett Culver, who people forget about. They're ready to write him off already, but he's right. He, I mean, he hasn't been good this year, but he's a rookie, right? And I mean, they have something there. They have the working of a core there. I like uh, Flip Saunders yep. a lot. Um, they could end up being a pretty good team in the next couple of years. The Warriors, we know they're going to be good. Right. This is a down year. They'll be fine next year because they have Clayback. Uh, Draymond, they should probably shut him down soon so that he's ready for next right. year. Steph, Steph will be back. And because his can... is a wrist injury, they'll probably bring him back this year for a little bit. Just to knock the rust off at yeah. least. Get him ready for next year. They're going to be fine. Unless they're hard-capped again, which could lead to a very weird roster like this year. True. So, that was probably the biggest of the trade deadline trades yesterday. But now let's talk about a big man that was traded. Yep. And that's Andre Drummond. Scalabissier, what? <laughs> Not Scalabissier, moving from wherever he was to who cares wherever he is now. But Andre Drummond, who was dealt from my Detroit Pistons to the Cleveland Cavaliers. You were thrilled about this trade. So let's let's go back in time to yesterday at right around 148 yeah. when the trade was announced on Twitter. And Waj says... Drummond has been traded to Cleveland. My first thought went to, listen, it was, first of all, why would Cleveland want Drummond? The only reason why they want Drummond is if they're guaranteed an extension with him. So I thought, well. Even then, why would they do it? Fair. But, you know, some franchises are stupid, and Cleveland's been pretty stupid over the last couple of years. (laughs) Dan Gilbert is not a smart man. No, he's not. So that's why I was thinking, you know, they're probably. Dan Gilbert? Oh, no, sorry. I'm thinking somebody else. So. That's why I was thinking, you know, Drummond is is probably going to sign an extension and the Pistons are going to get a pretty decent deal here. And so I was thinking, you know, what if the Pistons ended up with either Colin Sexton or one of their first round picks? Because Colin Sexton was not under coach John Beeline and maybe he was going to move on from him. Or, you know, they thought that they they could give up a first round pick for Andre Drummond. But And as someone who likes chaos and likes uh, poking the bear... I encouraged that. I said, yeah, they can get that. Yeah. You should think about that, yeah. And then, and then it didn't happen. They got John Henson. Former Buck legend, flat ass, my guy. Brandon Knight. Former Buck legend, should have been an all-star over Kyle Korver. And a 2023 second round pick. Former, Three former years Former Buck ahead. all-star. Future Buck all-star. Future Buck all-star. Probably. Yeah. It'll probably be Chris Middleton 2.0 that they'll trade Hey-o. for Ersan Ilyasova for a year. Hey-o. So... Where the frustration comes to me with this, first of all, that's nothing. I'm happy that they clear some cap space, but this free agency class is not very good. But it just, this is what happens 
when you have a star on a bad roster, a team that's a bad team, and you refuse to trade him because you think that you could get better with Blake Griffin and Reggie Jackson if everybody's healthy. Mind-numbingly stupid actions by the Detroit Pistons franchise. Because three years ago, for the last three years, Drummond's name has come up at every single deadline, whether it be the Celtics interested, um, the Grizzlies were interested at one point, the Raptors were interested at one point. Deal the man. Well, that's why I don't get why he tweeted. He's like, there's no loyalty in this game. Right. I, when it's like, I they've kept it him for three years. They've kept him for three years. If a deal happens, they don't need to tell you right away. They need to right. make, especially that close to the deadline, they have to make sure it gets in. And then they tell you. Right. Well, and he's up for $28.5 million extension next year if he takes his player option, mm-hmm. which he's going to do because he likes money like everybody would. Well, but he wants to be a free agent. But I don't think he's going to make that money on the open market. He so won't. I think he's going to just re-sign with Cleveland for one more year and then be a free agent and probably make significantly less money, but he's going to have that extra $29 million sitting in his pocket. Fair. That'd be the smart way of doing it. The thing that confused me the most out of this is Andre Drummond hasn't given a crap about basketball for the last three years. And yet he still puts up 15-15. Right. Right. He puts up 15-15. It's insane. He, he gets like 2020s. He's, he leads the NBA in rebounds, um, offensive rebounds, 2020s, and one other stat. I couldn't remember what it was. And all you got for him, realistically, is a second-round pick. And expiring contracts. Yeah, expiring contracts for one year. Like, Well, but that, like, I was looking. The, the, it's not nothing. I'm the not Pistons saying could nothing, have $23 million in cap space next year. Yeah, but what are they going to spend it on? Yeah, you can't get it for you. Like, there's Who's no going to want to come in Detroit and play with Blake Griffin, who is a ball hog well, and also so, is making $45 million so by what the happens end of his contract? You, sign, you do kind of like what the Knicks did this year, where you sign a couple of one-year deals to fill that cap space. And then the next year, because 2021 is going to be a hell of a draft cl- or a uh, free, agency free class? agent class, you overpay for someone. Like, you overpay, not, I don't want to say for a Harrison Barnes type, but... For a star, not a superstar, but you pay him superstar money. It makes me feel so uncomfortable because that's how you go down the New York Knicks road. Well, shout well, out to them for finally like taking as, a, a side on the road and are we going to tank or not. You know, shout out to them. I, well, whether it was intentional as, or not. Well, they paid for four power forwards. Yeah. It was moronic. Wait, as, no, I'm talking about the Pistons. Oh, yeah. the Pistons. Yeah. Right. As Sorry, much as no. I hate Sorry. to say it, yeah. the Pistons are in a terrible spot right now. They are. They're, they're They've probably been in NBA purgatory for the last ten years. They're probably a bottom five setup franchise right now. It's awful. They 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 have a very very small young core in Luke Kennard, Siku Demboya, and um, Svim. I can never say his last my, name. My something, something like that. Yeah. Imagine so So those three guys. I've are only their heard young Marcus core, Johnson which say is the name. It's very sad. It's very sad. When you think that that is your future, whereas when you were on the Bucks, if you're a Bucks fan, well, we didn't have much back then either. It was well, like for a, Brandon Jennings. But okay, you had the whole young Brandon Bucks. Jennings. You had Bogut. you had yeah. the young Bucks thing. We own the future thing for like two years. It was like four, and it got annoying. Yeah. Well, even so, because you had Giannis, you had Jabari, you had all these young players. You had Thon Maker, which people were very high yeah. on at the time. I mean, two of those guys didn't pan out, but at the same time, you had Giannis, who ended up propelling into the superstar. You hit one out of those three dudes, which is great, because you could miss on all three. And the Pistons, honestly, they could miss on all three of these guys that they have on their roster right now. They have no future. It's just 
so sad. I feel bad because as a Bucks fan, I've been through that. Right. And it's incredible how fast a a team can jump. Mm-hmm. Like Chris Middleton, no one expected him to make this jump that he did. No one expected Giannis to become the best player in the NBA. Um, I don't think anyone expected Brooke Lopez to come to Milwaukee. Like seven years ago, if you had said that, when he was still dominating in Brooklyn, they would have said, hell no, he's not coming to Milwaukee of all places. Right. Uh, you get some solid veterans like George Eric Hill. Eric Bledsoe trade. The Eric Bledsoe trade that came out of nowhere, and we still haven't given up the first round pick for that. It's going to finally convey this year, but it's a trade that, sure, in the playoffs it hasn't worked out incredibly well, but it's still, you get a pretty good point guard to go with Giannis, or one that at least has the defensive mentality that fits well with Giannis. Right. And at, we're finally at the point now that that's how you know that you've made it when you get the ring chasers, the veterans that are, they've made their money, they just want to win a ring. You get guys like Wesley Matthews, Kyle Korver. We're paying Robin Lopez more than the minimum, but he's another guy who hasn't had much playoff experience. Right. So it, you never, like, when the Bucks were 15 and 67 and they drafted Jabari, it still didn't look like there was hope coming. No. We did not look good. And sure, we fired Larry Drew. We hired uh, Jason Kidd, who did some good things. Uh, I, as much as I hate to admit it, he did some good things. Like, I heard Billy talking about that today. Mm-hmm. Or was that yesterday? I believe it was today. Talking about some of the things that Jason Kidd installed in Giannis. But even then, we didn't expect them to be good. It just, you kind of have to have some, I don't want to say luck, but you have to have these players who come out of nowhere. Like in Toronto, Pascal Siakam. Right. No one expected him Fred to be Van this. Fred Van Vliet in there. Fred Van Vliet shooting 97% against the, against the Bucks last year. Crazy. You kind of need to have little things like that. That's fair. Um, and you can't rule it out with your roster right now. But I'm not going to say it looks good. It doesn't look good. There's not a lot of promise there. But, but you could always be the Knicks. Now let's move on to a couple of other Eastern Conference trades. Yeah. There were only a couple other trades that I wanted to talk about. Um, well, there's the Andre Iguodala one. That was a whole mother. Yeah. Well, I'm not a big fan of on what Andre Iguodala did this last year. I but... loved Andre Iguodala, but this has made me lose some respect for well, him. Now, sure, like uh, C.J. McCollum put it best. He he had time to promote his book. He stayed in shape. He got to chill out, and now he's he gets to spend the the twilight moments of his career in Miami. Right. And so for him, be... for him, it's it's perfect. And he gets paid fifteen million dollars. He each got year. what he wanted. Crazy. They're paying a thirty-eight year old fifteen million a year. It's crazy. It's it's madness. I don't understand that whatsoever. But they also got Jay Crowder in the deal as well, who I think is a very <laughs> underrated piece. They got Dion Waiters, who they ended up releasing. Well, no, they um, traded him. Yeah, they got out of his contract. They traded Waiters. Yep. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well. Grizzlies acquired Winslow, Waiters, Gorgie Dang. Right, that's what I meant. Sorry, yeah. Waiters yeah. was going the other way, right. Now, but, if you're the Grizzlies, he really puts you in a bad spot. Now, you got a first-round pick for taking him from the Warriors. Right. So you still got that from him, but you have this guy who's supposedly a veteran leader who has won his rings. You would think he would go into like a, a, a Vince Carter-type role, role. and mm-hmm. want to be a veteran mentor. But he's like, no, nah, I'm not about that. And he puts you in a terrible spot, and it's... It's obviously a distraction right? because you have guys like John Morant and Dylan Brooks talking about it. And what what do they get for him? You expected them to get a first-round pick, and I don't think they did. 
What was in the rest um, of that deal? Sam? I think Sam's the got no, there were no picks. The yeah, big, no picks. It was all right. players. There were picks involved at a time, but then it didn't work out. So they took on a couple of bad contracts. They're waiving Dion Waiters, which I thought he had two years left on his Grizzlies, deal. Grizzlies, yeah. And they're waving. They get, I don't know about the they contract. They get Justice Winslow too. That that's the center point. They're hoping right. that they can turn him into the guy that they saw last year. Right. Who was a actually pretty good. Not not a great player, but but he can be a starter. I mean, worth the contract that he was signed to. Correct. And it's kind of a gamble. Now, sure, he's only what 23, 24 still right now. Who Winslow? Yeah. Yeah. He's he's young and he's been in the NBA for a long time. Yeah. I he was part of that Duke team that shouldn't have won the NCAA tournament because the refs screwed the Badgers in the final minute of that game. Yes, you bring that up almost every podcast because it still sits horribly in my stomach. But so if I'm the Grizzlies, I don't know what I'm doing, or I don't know why they were doing that. Like you get Justice Winslow, but you get a, a little bit of a big contract. You take on Gorgia Dang's huge contract. You have to pay Dion Waiters now. Even though they waived him, they still have to pay him that contract. Right. It that, takes away. That's they just were, the hope of Justice Winslow. They yeah. were one of the only teams next year to have like significant cap space. They like they had a max spot. They don't anymore. But let's be real, though. I mean, I know as next year as it is to play with Ja. I don't think they're bringing in a big free agent. Well, that's, probably not. But, I'm torn because I like the Grizzlies. So do I. They, they've they've made an them. incredible turnaround. And they're back to being a pretty good franchise. Like they're they're a playoff team right now. I think that they could end up. They're not going to get a, a you know a Kevin Durant, but they could get another guy like Zach Randolph, yeah. like a, a a next tier player, almost like a an Andre Drummond tier player. Sure, I could see that. They're um, they're gonna have to build their roster. It's funny that I'm mentioning this team just because of the trade, but they're gonna have to build their roster like the Heat, where it's centered around yeah. one guy and a bunch of role players and picks and. Just guys that you don't intentionally think are going to be a big contributor, but end up like you know along with the team putting you over mm-hmm. the edge. The, you want to? How about? got to be scrappy. How I guess. about the job Pat Riley has done with the Heat? Yeah, it's crazy. turning these second round picks into stars. Like Josh Richardson got his contract, and now he's the starting shooting guard for the Seventy Sixers. Uh, Mitchell Robinson, or not Mitchell Robinson? Uh, 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 Duncan Robinson. Duncan yeah. Robinson, out of nowhere, really good. They signed undrafted free agent Kendrick Nunn. That's the one who doesn't get enough credit. Of the uh, Horizon League. Yep. Shout out. Uh, Tyler Harrow was a fantastic pick for them. Yep. They he's blossomed perfectly. I think he's exceeded their expectations, though. Oh, yeah. Yeah. A- as a rookie, for sure. Yeah. You made a bad gamble on Kelly Olenek, but he he filled a hole that you needed at the time. Right. They got out of Hassan Whiteside's contract. Yeah. That's incredible to me. And they, I don't, I don't think they had to give up a whole lot to get out no, of that. No, and as much criticism as you can give Jimmy Butler, he has been <laughs> the perfect fit he, for the oh, Miami Heat. He's been he's what been you the wanted. Big reason. He for finally those. found a team that has players that want to play hard. Yeah, and he's the big reason for I think a lot of those rookies' development and confidence mm-hmm. that you just see that Agreed. they play with. And Bam just coming out being ridiculous this year. Yeah, yeah, and we cannot give enough credit to Eric Spolstra. Oh, that absolutely. Guy, Cannot oh, forget about him. One a of lot the best of people were the they were wondering if his hype was because it was LeBron and he no. was leading it. No, Spolstra is a damn good coach. Yeah, top three yeah. in the league for me, probably. So here's what I kind of want to dive into with all this happening now in Miami. Mm-hmm. For me, it, they've been my biggest threat to yeah. the Bucks this entire season, even before all these trades. Ever since that second or third game of the season without Jimmy Butler, just coming back from a twenty point deficit. Yeah. 
How much do you fear them now compared to other teams in the East? They're still the team that I fear the most. Yeah. If they had gotten Danilo Gallinari, if that trade that, had gone through, yeah, it would have been, been game over. My and the Bucks would, would have, have been, been forced to make a trade. Which I want to talk about after this, like the Bucks, uh, where yeah, they fit into all this. Into but they are the Bucks' number one competitor Absolutely. in the East. The Sixers built their team to be a Bucks stopper, mm-hmm. and it didn't work out, and they have chemistry issues and all that. So my thing with this is... I don't think that Miami is a threat to Milwaukee this year. I I, I still I think the Bucks are still the best team in the, in the NBA bar none. I agree. Um, I I mean it might I'm biased. It might it might add a game to a series if they end up facing off, but I don't think it's going to tough, push man. anybody over the edge. That'll be a seven game series. We can't. Forget However, in that game though, that we all know how Jimmy Butler plays against the Bucks in the playoffs, and in that second or third game of the season, they're without Jimmy, and they're just tough. They match up with us. Really that'll well. that'll be the the Bucks' first game under a hundred points this season. Yeah. However, what I am most concerned about in this is Miami is putting themselves in a very very good position mm-hmm. to go and get Giannis. Stop it! Let's, yeah, let's, You've lost. You lost nope. me. Hear me out. No, you lost me. Two-year contracts. Lots of people are expiring the year that Giannis is a free agent. You're talking about how great of a job that Pat Riley has been doing in putting a roster together and in being one of the best GMs in the league. We've heard that Miami wants to go after Giannis. Guess who Giannis Antetokounmpo picked on his team? Oh, stop it. I know. Stop it. Not one, not just his African brother. Bam Adebayo, but he also picked. That's racist. He said African brother. I'm he quoting yeah, Giannis. He, he called him his African I, brother. I I'm not saying it in a, in a racist way. And then also Jimmy Buckets on that team as well. You're telling me that you're not at least a little bit scared. There's not even a little bit within you. That is a hop leap and a jump into the loony bin. You can make that same case. For like 15 we've, other teams we've been, in the league too. No, we've been hearing all along that the Heat are the number one competitors to to go after Giannis. That's not what I've heard. I've heard the Warriors are the number one. Yeah, I've heard Heat over Warriors. Anyway, I I think that if there is one team that could maybe convince Giannis outside of the Warriors, sure, I'll give you the Warriors as well. But it's it's the Miami Heat in the Eastern Conference. I think they in the Eastern Conference they're the favorites to go and pull I just don't see I it. will bet you all of the money in my bank account right now. I don't want one dollar. I'll bet you at Chris it's like thirty seven. Calm down. We got paid today. Oh, that's right. Our two hundred sixty thousand uh, dollar yearly yearly bonus come out yet? Uh, uh, tax day. Oh, rats. Um, I he's not going to the Heat. No. If he does, I'll kill myself. No. Oh. That's not true. No, that's not. That's not a. That, I I can't back that up. So I'm not gonna follow through no, on that. I, I'm just saying, with all the praise, you have to think that you guys have been giving them, and with the rumors that Pat Riley wants Giannis there. With with all due respect, Everybody wants Giannis. With all due respect, you're making a lot of points, but you sound bat crazy right now. Well, we'll see. I was about to say a word, and I stopped that's okay. myself. You're welcome. Well, we'll see. Because I I. I mean, do I do I think that the Heat are going that are the Heat are going to sign Giannis? No, I don't. I don't. But I think that they're making it interesting for him at the very least. 
we're just going to move right on from this. Yeah. Uh, breaking news on the fan brought to you by uh, the. Uh, is it Mercedes indeed? Mercedes Benz. Is it indeed it's Jobs Merce- right now? I thought no. it was Mercedes Benz Metro. It changes That's every only for Radio.com Sports, I thought. Oh, true, true, yeah. true. Um, Bob Knight going to Purdue IU. Former Indiana coach will return to Assembly really? Hall for the first time in nearly 20 years Saturday. I don't know wow. why that's a notification that I just got, but how are we looking? Weird. Okay. Uh, um, so there was, uh, I'm trying to remember the other trades I wanted to talk about. Clint Capella is a big one because that does affect the East. Yeah. Uh, the Hawks get the perfect man to go with uh, um, Trey Young. And John Collins. I think John Collins is going to be traded in the offseason. Yeah. As much as I don't think he should be, I think he will. Right. They'll get uh, a first-round pick for him. What I don't get is why they traded for Dwayne Dedman. That's another team that had a bunch of cap space next year, and now they don't because they took on... The Capella deal was fantastic because he's on a, a pretty team-friendly team deal, deal for what he is. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, What's-his-face is not. Dwayne Dedman is not. He's owed like $16, 17000000 million a year the next two years. He, he'll be a good backup big, Yeah. but either way... That trade is a really good deal. I don't know what the hell the the Rockets are doing. They right. got their guy in Robert Covington. Looked pretty, I mean, it worked out but last it night. It worked out last night. Yeah. But I think the Lakers are trying too hard, though. They were. Yeah. They don't have a center, though. There's, P.J. Tucker is their center at 6'4". Right. Well, and can you just imagine the hypothetical of the Bucks and Rockets meeting in the finals? Yeah. Well, no, because well, Houston had to foul so many times that in the playoffs, their players are going to foul out, and eventually they're right. not going to have enough players to be on the floor. And Eric Bledsoe is the hardened stopper. But yeah. there's no way that the Heat, the Heat might not even make, or not the Heat, the Rockets, the Rockets <laughs> might not even make it out of the first round of the playoffs. No, I'd be surprised if they did Because, didn't. I mean, as good as Russell Wilson is, oh, it's, Westbrook. it's been a long week, dudes. I'm sorry. As <laughs> you good as me. Yeah. As good as Russell Westbrook is, as as uh, as James Harden is, they're they're you gonna. Do it. <laughs> I'm not. I'm, I can't as say. As good nope. as James Harden nope, can't is, as much of a little crybaby as James Harden is to get 22 free throws a game, they're still not going to be able to get past a team like the the Clippers, the Lakers, the. I don't know the Jazz, no the the Nuggets, Nuggets, any team that has a center. I mean, hell, oh. even the the Trailblazers if they make it in. Can you imagine like, Jokic going up against PJ? He'll eat Tucker. him alive. He PJ even... Tucker is a phenomenal defender, but he Just will eat him alive. Pull up mid range. Yeah, Jokic's shot is already above his head. <laughs> yeah, all he, like it, it'll be like nothing for him. It's like he's shooting a free throw. Yeah, it's like his game winner from the other night. Oh, that was we'll, great. we'll see. Yeah. We'll see. I don't think the Rockets are making it either, but it was just a hypothetical because Giannis and the Bucks are just so much bigger than them. I think it would be funny. Every, t- <laughs> every, every team, every team is right. James Harden is their tallest player. No, I thought it was Covington. That's, it is, but well, Tyson he, he's almost Tyson Chandler's on that roster. Yeah, they have a couple of centers. It's like right. Tyson but, Chandler and like Isaiah Hartenson or something. Yeah, none of them are good enough to start. Or Tyson play. Chandler three years ago would have been, but he's thirty-seven years right. old. He's past it. So, is there any other um, trades we wanted to talk there about? There was one, the kind of another big one was Marcus Morris to the Clippers. Nah. Yeah. Well, the, what scares me about that is just how deep that Clippers team is. Now. We, yeah, you were telling me the other day. I don't think they're deep. They're I think so the Bucks deep. are still deeper, and that's probably because I'm incredibly biased. But I, but, uh. but just think, because you have Patrick Beverly in the starting lineup, you have Landry, Landry Shamet, you have Kawhi, Paul George, both who are going to be very rested because they keep resting them. Lou mm-hmm. Will, Zubats, Zubats, Montrez Harrell. This team is so deep. 
They have yeah. they have eight legitimate players on their team. Legitimate. Whereas the Bucks have seven, I want to say. Uh Bledsoe, Wes Matthews, Chris Giannis, Brooke. Brooke, yeah. Dante, Dante and George Hill. George Hill. The rest are all specialists in some way. Yeah, it depends on the day. I could see Urson being up there. Urson has had it. Urson's had a phenomenal quietly year. Had Ursan a played really well really, against really them too at that home game. That's mm-hmm. true. You're right. Urson is a bit of a threat. I, I I guess you could say eight. But Don, Dante's on and off again type of player as well. Well, still, he's he's graded as one of the best defensive players in the league right. this year. He has the highest net rating as well. Even like besides net rating, like I think he's the third best individual defender so far this year. Something like that. Okay. I so I I wanted to wrap I'm, this up. I guess sorry, what I'll let me just wrap up my own comment. Okay. So I, I just think that the Clippers put themselves in a better situation to have as deep of a roster as the Bucks. Oh, I agree. And will compete with them if they meet in the championship like I think they will. I think the Clippers are better than the Lakers are. Mm-hmm. Um I think they're going to compete with them like crazy. As weird as it sounds to say, the only thing that you have to worry about for the Lakers is, one, if they get Darren Collison, yeah, I was just that's huge. That. Yep. Correct. That's really huge for them. Two, Jair Smith. I don't know if that will happen. <laughs> that, uh, that'd be awesome. I hope that so. would be <laughs> awesome. But two is the Kobe factor. Yeah, fair. You like as as I don't know if you want to say bad as it is to say, it's still something to mention. They have an extra something to play for. You're right. You're 100% Either right. Either way, I think it'll be Clippers Bucks. Okay. And you wanted to wrap up with the Bucks comment. Yeah. So, I, and it's a question to you guys, too. Do you guys, now that we're past the trade deadline, do you think the Bucks should have made a deal? No. Nope. I don't think. No. If if the Bucks were to have made a deal, it should have been with the Indiana Pacers first round pick. Yeah. Because the more that I, I agree, th- I wanted to get rid of that. The more that I think about it, and I, I, I did, you know, I'm a big on Reddit. Like, I go on Reddit all the time, the Bucks subreddit. And they made a really good point that this is a win-now year. That pick means nothing. That pick has no value to this team right now. You're but right. It, but it could turn into value for a player. Like, a trade that I wanted to see made was, like, uh, I'm not going to say DJ. So, Sterling and that first-round pick for Luke Kennard. That would have been that was the only trade that if they did make I would I would have been okay with but even then I wanted I wanted defense I wasn't really looking for offense that much some perimeter defense I, I wanted uh, that dude in uh, uh, Sacramento is hurt every other week uh, Bielica or uh, Bielica Bielica so are we rolling with this topic now sure because there's something I want to bring up if the Lakers sign Darren Collison I want mm-hmm. the Bucks to counter with bringing Jamal Crawford out of retirement ooh. I'm still surprised that he's not on. He's not back. He should be the on the team. It's kind of he ridiculous. He should be. It is. That I know he's nuts. old, but he can still make his own shot. We've seen I, that jumper is still pretty solid. Well, wh- whose minutes does he take? Does he take Kyle's Corver's minutes or Pat Connaughton? I think you could shed some minutes from Connaughton, but I'd hate to see it. That's why I, the Bucks need. Well, but if you brought in Kennard, whose minutes were you going to take away? I think he was. You're probably, basically just get another Corver. I think he would take away Connaughton's. Yeah, but Which do you means want to take think, away Connaughton with how you know how yeah. scrappy he is with rebounds and stuff like that. And the little that's stuff? why the only thing the Bucks truly need is a guy like Jeff Green, like a, a, yeah. a dependable well, three he's a free agent anyway, isn't he? Uh, I think he's on a team. Let me look it up. I don't know, but you, they need a uh, like a three four, like a taller wing that has some athleticism to still be able to switch on the perimeter because Urson can't do that anymore. He's he's too slow. Oh. 
the Bucks are too slow on the perimeter. Jeff Green's on Utah. See, I thought yeah. they cut him. I don't know. Anyway. Well, uh, now we're into the buyout market. We'll see. I oh, expect we'll see. the Bucks to be active in the buyout market. Oh, yeah, he is a free agent. Jeff Green. There you go. I, I would Green. take him in a Just heartbeat. get Jeff Green. Get, yeah. ri- get rid of Dragon Bender. Give me Jeff Green. That's fair. I could. That's a that's could a you still, transition. Could you still stash Dragon in the G League or no? I'm not no, sure he's how a two-way contract. Out. No, he's a full a guaranteed contract. Yeah, is he really? Okay. It, it became guaranteed in January when he was still on the yeah, team. Yeah, so they would have to cut him. They'd cut him, yeah, but that's fine. If another team picks him up, so be it. Otherwise, you probably right. could put him on your G League team because he's played on that G League team quite a bit this year. Yeah. I, the only other guy that you could potentially think about cutting is Sterling, but they wouldn't want to cut him right now. Right. When they could trade him in the offseason or something like that. So. Yeah. The the only way that they'll sign someone is if they cut Dragon. And as much as we can move on from those guys, they mean a lot to that locker room. Which is why you have to go to the bottom of the barrel. Like they will not cut Thanasis. No. That's not happening. Nope. Right. Not even. A They're question. not cutting Pat Connaughton because that's not happening. Nope. They we won't cut anybody. Uh, yeah. Which is why I'm okay with it. Let this team ride. See yep. what they can do. I'm Agreed. Totally Agreed. fine with that. So. I think that wraps up our NBA conversation here. Yes, sir. Uh, and now it's the most waited for moment of the show where we are going to be giving you the top three funniest moments on the fan this week coming up right now, right after this break. A radio.com sports station. Let's do this. And now Chuck and Winkler. Mike Fraud. Live from the Bryant and Stratton College Athletic Studio. Listen up, people. On Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. Chucky Winkler! Served up by Perkins here on 105.7 FM, The Fan. I'm Bart Winkler. Chuck Freeman. Chuck Freeman. Ryan Horvat. Betting. Good morning. Horvath, we're going to go get some broads later? Sure. Let's go chase some bras over at Miller Park. Oh. Was that too much? That wasn't enough, but we're going with it. Oh, okay. All right. Bart wanted, he wanted something exaggerated. Like his, his, the voice that he wanted us to do was kind of like his exaggeration of like callers. Where it's like, oh, you are, you're so dumb and you do your job and you, oh, you are so bad. You have the bad takes. All right, should we do take number three? Nope. We're going right. with it. We got to go with it. Yeah, so we did a take earlier. Bart, was, I tried, was, I'm sorry. You don't listen to this anyway, so it doesn't matter. He only listens to our intros. That's the only part that he actually finds interesting, which is true. Because we're not talking. Yeah. Just like in this segment when we're not talking, it's the top three moments of the week. What? Mostly, they're just the funniest moments on the week. I'm 105.7 FM, The Fan. I'm Dan Plucker alongside Sam Schmitz and Evan Heffelfinger. So it's fitting that we use Chuck and Winkler's open right here. Because this segment is essentially Chuck and Winkler from this week. It's just the best moments of Chuck and Winkler from this week. Oh, we, so great. Um, and, I mean, let's just be honest. It was probably because Sam Schmitz was there all week. There is a clip from last yeah, week. Yeah, I was going to say. It's uh, not all because, week. because we recorded last week on Wednesday. I think so. It was Wednesday of last week, right. And Thursday is when our first clip is right. from. So uh, we're going to hit you up with those. The first one. Our buddy. Is our buddy. Which one is it? Because I forgot. Wait, let me fish. Let me fish. I thought that was number one. Yes. Why are we starting with number one? You go three, two, one. We've done that, oh, that I thought one we were doing every like, single time. I thought Why we were doing we like go one, one, two, three? I thought we were doing one, two, three. No, you always do three, two, one. All right, whatever. 
What are we starting with? I don't, I don't <laughs> well, it's the number three moment of the fan this week, which is going to be a caller who called in. Beautiful and, voice. Yes, he sang a classic song, and you're not going to want to miss how this segment of Chuck and Winkler started. Here it is. In Milwaukee, it's called Pastor And if you come here, you better fear the deer, or you are all but done. Dick and Waukesha! Oh, man, we got to bring back the Bart Collar standings. Dick has sung his way to the top. I'm Bart Winkler. So, number two. We're back. And uh, this next one is actually the one that I forgot. It's something with Chuck and Bart. Oh, that's right. So, so Bart gets a little bit upset because he's trying to do a uh, read. He's trying to read off one of our sponsors, and Chuck is just sitting there staring at him the entire time. It won't come as a surprise that... Bart and Chuck aren't best friends. Right. They're good friends. Yeah. Like they, they've gotten a lot better since <laughs> from when they first started and Bart was an, uh, uh, the producer on that show. But they're still, you know, they have their little, you know. Quabbles. Yeah. I was about to say that. I didn't know if it was quim or quabble. And I was like, I don't want to say it because I'm going to sound dumb. Well. More than I already do. I think it's actually squabbles. I don't but, know. Um, anyway. But, you know, especially with a 5 a.m. call time for them, sometimes it means not a lot of sleep which means sometimes they get a little angry with each other and it leads to clips like this. Do you want to remind you guys that Perkins burgers, fries, and a slice of pie. You can get all that one meal, nine 99, $9.99 for burgers, fries, and a slice of pie. So you want the burger combo burgers and fries. That's a nice little combo. And then you got to think about dessert. How about if we just give you dessert and at Perkins, that's what happens. Burgers, fries, and a slice of pie, just nine 99 Again, at Perkins, any time of the day, whether it's the breakfast burger or the uh, barbecue tangler burger, could be the jalapeno popper burger, burgers, fries, and a slice of pie, all available for you at Perkins. There was an old country song back in the 80s called Burgers and Fries and Cherry Pies. It was a big hit. It was Burgers and Fries and Cherry Pies and the way things used to be. Guy's talking about his relationship, and he wanted to go back the way it used to be with his uh, with his lady. You know, when life was simple, it was burgers and fries and cherry pies. Probably about the time you were born, Barton, that song came out. But not before Henry Aaron. Henry Aaron turned 86 today. You believe that? Henry Aaron, what's so funny? What the hell's going on here? I'm not done. Oh, I thought you were done. You stopped, and I thought you were done. You, you know, you waved your hands, and I gotta say something. Oh no, I just went like this. I was just adding that. God, I thought, yeah, I thought I'm, you were I'm done. trying to tell you about Perkins. You're like staring me down the whole you, time. Well, yeah, you interrupt me when I'm doing my blue chew ads all the oh, time. God, but you were like piercing, blue chew, you're, staring you're, 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 me down. No, I was uncomfortable. I uncomfortable. felt like I was in a zoo. Why? You were staring me down. I can't help but stare at you. You're right in front of me. Well, look away. You're right in front of look me. Look at Sam. Look at the I don't TVs. Want to look at Sam. Look at the, I'm right in front of you. I'm waiting for you because you'll bite pause because you're doing a few things back there. And I got to look at you because when you pause and do something, then it's my turn. You might be doing a few things. Come on now. Go ahead. You looked at me. Yeah, geez. What's going on? Just 
Go ahead. You were me all the time. I'm doing a blue chew ad, and I'm like reading, and all of a sudden I hear you say something or make a funny noise. Yeah, but I'm not staring at you. But you're making weird noises. That's worse. Chuck, I'm just saying you were staring at me. We're doing a show. We're looking at each other. We're doing it on the radio, player. I have to look at you. You look. Okay, no, you don't. Time. Huh? You don't have to look at me. When you stop talking, I'm looking at you. Wicked did the show for a year in Kansas City. Nobody knew it. <laughs> I do the show on the road for one day, and you get all upset because I'm not in the studio. Oh, was I not supposed to say that ever? Yes. No. Al secrets out. Finish. A whole Burgers year. And fry and... A whole year we lied to people. I thought it was two years. Now one. Oh. Yeah. I thought it was two. No. Because remember when there was one night on a Sunday night, he posted he was at a NASCAR race in Kansas, Kansas City. City. How are you getting back from Kansas City so quick? And then on Monday, he was here in Milwaukee. Well, the things we do behind the microphones, man. <laughs> People would be surprised. All I wanted to say was it's also a buy one, get one at Perkins. Uh, uh, sign up, PerkinsRestaurants.com. That's it? <laughs> okay. Yeah. So that is just yet another great moment from Chuck and Winkler on 105.7 FM, The Fan. Fantastic. Love when they add callers into things. And when you're talking about callers, there's one caller that is raised above all other callers on Chuck and Winkler. Wait, let me fish. And that is our boy, our boy, Rick from Oshkosh, who, for those of you that don't know and maybe haven't listened to all the podcasts, because this is fish. this is Rick's second appearance, I believe. More than that, I think. Maybe even third on Hef, Sam, and Dan on the fan. He was on last week. He was. He was. That's right. So the reason why that uh, that uh, he is just holds a endearing place in our hearts is that he's just a goofball. He does not and, hold back. And he doesn't hold back. <laughs> he is Anything. genuine, 100%. Yes. He, when he is Unfiltered. on the air. Sometimes he just starts talking without knowing what he's saying. It's without glorious. thinking. He just, he just goes for it. Without as knowing soon how as to he pronounce gets on it air. right. Michael Drackett. And Chuck and Bart have this rule that any time that Rick from Oshkosh calls in, no matter what, they stop whatever they're doing unless they're in an interview. And they take his call. Mm-hmm. And, and this, this was no exception. Was no exception. This is one of maybe the best Rick moments. But it might be his last. Yeah. And for that, we're going to have a moment of silence after this clip. Rick is in Oshkosh. Ricky, what's up? Richard. Okay. I saw one of the worst wrestling games I ever saw last night. Uh, one you're, of the worst. Which, which game was that? Memphis Knicks? Marquette, they got in a fight. Marquette. Marquette and Xavier. Oh, you're right okay. about that. Rick, you're on. Okay, you're right on now. that, then. Okay. Get rid of the flagrant one and two. It's a flagrant. It's a flagrant. Just make it one way. I don't know the difference. Yeah, they say a stand, hard foul is a flagrant. I don't know the damn, damn difference. That, that should have been a flagrant finish. fall. That should not have been a flagrant fall. Would you let Rick finish? That, 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 he that, has got a busy that, day. <laughs> Rick, that was, okay. you're right. That he was not a flagrant foul. He found time to squeeze us in. Let him finish. That was not a flagrant foul. Rick, please. The floor is yours. Okay, now, the ball hit the top of the head of the Satan Hall player, and they caught a flagrant on somebody from our tip. I mm-hmm. Watch the replay. No, watch, I agree. He went down because the ball hit him in the face or on top of the set, he went down. It was a, you know, just because you play hard, you can get a flagrant foul, and that's not right. No, they play hard. You shouldn't be tough for it. I agree. Why wasn't, why, wasn't it, why, wasn't it, why wasn't the flagrant foul called against a guy that punched Marcus Howard in the nose? Rick, what are you doing for the Super Bowl oh, that, on Sunday? No, nah, that was an inadvertent elbow. I'm going to watch the game. I'm off. I got a job. I'm on my way to work. Where are you working? Can I know? 
No. Oh, what I'm do you? I'm in Pierre. Um, I work in a place with a lot of packet players that go to. Oh, oh you got a bar? Course? Bar? Massage yeah. parlor? No. Bar? A who? Restaurant and lounge. Okay. Okay. Now, what I'm trying to say is. Where in De Pere is it? Are I you a server? Step, let me, will you let me finish? Is it the Sorry. Abbey? Will you let me finish? Rick, are you going to listen to Bill Michaels at 1106 for Carlos? No, are you I'll Carlos? Work. Will you let me finish? Yes, please. Okay. Now, Siebel Tosti needs to have these kids practice without Marcus Howard. They didn't know what to do. They were lost. Well, they won. Yeah, but, but when you lose your leading scorer and a leading scorer in the country, you have to be practicing without him. They beat Xavier on oh, the road. Now, that's a bad take. You were on a roll with some good ones. But yeah, that's you're not like good. a strong 2020. You're, you're, you, did, you, have, you have no idea that you're going to lose your leading scorer to a, a head injury. They should still practice without him and be prepared. So, in other words, they should, say, so they should take a few minutes out of practice every day. Wojo says, okay, for these next 10 minutes, Marcus Howard. You go sit on the bench and you go practice. Should the Bucks throws. practice without yeah. Giannis? Because they have better players around Giannis. Don't, there's no comparison. Okay. Well, Mark hit that. Uh, Kobe McEwen was pretty fantastic last okay. night. Do you work I at Caliente? Caliente. I've been there. I like it. Yeah. I was signed up for their birthday club and I just got an email that they're just in continuing that. Okay, you guys aren't letting me push. I'm not calling back no more. I'm what? Wait, 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 wait. Uh, I want to see if he, who his favorite Carlos was in Milwaukee sports history. I mean, Richard. Let's say the Marquette should take time out of their practice to see if we can play without Marcus Howard. I'm Can't sure take him off the floor. I mean, they'd probably run, you know. Like I'm amazed that Marquette of- won that game last night without Howard. Really, I mean, Adam and uh, McEwen were just fantastic. Does was Rick not understand the opportunity? To... Off the charts. I mean, Rick. Rick called in. We put him right on the air. We completely changed the direction of our show to talk to Rick. We give him as much time as he wants. If he didn't hang up, he'd still be on the phone. Well, you call some of these other shows. Hey, Rick, go try to call Mark Belling and see how long you rot on the phone lines. Well, I want to know what Rick does for a living now. Though, now that we know he's in the um, hospitality business, let's Google him. Rick Oshkosh. What do, you, do we know Rick's last name? No. Uh, Oshkosh. I think it's I think Oshkosh. Oshkosh. Yeah. yeah. I think it's Rick Oshkosh. Let's put it into the old. Story. Was it Oshkosh last night? Yeah. Did you run into Rick? No. I keep. You know, I should do something the next time I'm up in Oshkosh. Where do a Where's Rick Hunt? Do you think he's a doctor? Do you think he's Rick Davis, MD? Uh, no, I don't think that's him. <laughs> Do you no. think he's a priest? No. Father Rick Hoking. I I, th- I would just like think what Rick would work in a assembly line or <laughs> Rick's Rick's a priest and he's doing the sermon. Everyone goes, Amen, and then he goes, Let me finish the me sermon. Finish. I, 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 Peace I, be with you and right. also with you. Let me finish. Oh, now Rick said he's not calling the show anymore. How long is that gonna last? If he's he actually did... back on the line. Oh right now, gee, yelling. Rick, that was not long. I mean, why are you guys being obnoxious with me? You just said you weren't okay, going to call us again. I'm trying to figure out the difference between a one and two flavored talk, talk the way it is. We're trying to figure it. out where you work so we can Rick, come visit you, you. I don't give a shit. All right. Oh, Rick, you can't swear. Okay. Goodbye. Goodbye. You've done that before. Uh, Man. Man, Rick. There's the two-week ban. Yeah, and it didn't work, so we're screwed. 
Oh, it didn't work? This no. is happening way too much lately. Yeah. Guys, why does everybody call in and get so mad? Don't get upset where you got to start swearing. So, uh... We had to bleep out that word. Rick. Rest in peace, Rick. Um, I love when Chuck is like, come Rick, on. Rick. Rick. It's one of the best. We, we should save that Sounds drop. like a disappointed father. <laughs> <laughs> Rick. I mean, all they wanted, Ricky. all that they wanted was to know where Rick worked because they wanted to visit him because they're he's literally their favorite caller. Bart was going to take him to a Brewer game this summer. And they were going to do a podcast together. I would love, and this, now, I would love to meet I, Rick in person. I just I just think Me that too. might be thrown out the window. Rick made, might have ruined his chances of someday working for our radio station because he dropped an S-bomb on the air. So uh, in case you were wondering what we bleeped out, it was an S-bomb. Um, but nonetheless, it partakes for great, it makes great radio, and we love partaking in just these hilarious moments that callers and listeners like you bring us all the time on 105.7 FM The Fan. So we want to thank you for yeah. listening today. To have Sam and Dan on the fan. We hope that you tune in next week when we do it again, because we do it every single Friday. Um, except I won't be here next Friday because yeah. I'm off to uh Oh really? Two and I Sam. Yeah. So uh it'll just be those two. It'll be Hef and Sam on that the works. fan next week. It still kinda rhymes. Not yeah. as not as well, but it's still there. All um, right, get your ego out of here. That's so fine. for for you don't be here, Yeah, fine. you know, yeah, you know, cool, I mean I'm the executive producer out of the bunch Stop! here. So. <laughs> I'm turning it. I'm I turning your drop, mic off. I had to drop that one. Your mic's off. Now it's back on. Uh, all right, thank you. Um, that was my moment of silence for Rick. So I, I had to drop that in there one more time since I'll be missing this this uh, next episode. So you guys have a good episode without me. We will. Um, and my parting message to you, Milwaukee, is please, just don't be a dumbass. Don't be a dumbass. Time for us to go. How we going? <laughs> Sam, you got any last words? Smile, Milwaukee. <laughs> the world will smile back. Have a good one. Sure.